So let's just re let's repeat the question. Ebbe ends off on Ois Gimel. Everyone should have. I see a lot of a lot of confusion in front of me. The Rebbe finishes Ois Gimel with a question. We'll read the question inside again. Inside. We'll see it afterwards. Hashaychos da pirush bekasis lamor lamavur ba maimer lifneza. I'm finishing the end of. I'm, I'm I'm repeating the question of Gimel. Lifneza shemaysha bishmashdusha delay shemachol dar azonu mavardes zamuna shetiyep aknimis. So kasis lamor was explained to mean what? No, kasis lamor crushed to illuminate or bus. Is that through the through the Mesidus Nefesh, right? It brings out the more that's inside every single person. The way the Friedrich Rebbe constructs his Mimer, is that first he speaks about that there's something, there's someone called Moshe, and that Moshe is not just him, Moshe is supposed to the Moshe, and what does that Moshe do? Moshe is Zonim Afarnes, is Amuna, that it should be Bepnimius, which in our language of that, which Sechel means he brings down Das. To Zena Behema, that they should become, they should be elevated to that Madrega of Zena Adam, perhaps. So the Rebbe is asking, it's not a question so much of a difficulty, I would say. It's a question of just understanding how these two things in, in complement each other and enhance each other. Especially if the Mimer is going according to a certain, in a certain pattern, that information is being introduced in, a, in an orderly manner. So we have that first he speaks about and what Moshe does. Afterwards, the Rafiq uh, Rebbe brings the union of Kassis Lamar of the of how Kassis brings to Mar. So the Rebbe is asking to explain how those two things are dependent or connected one to the other, why they're intertwined. The Rebbe continues. Now, again, since the Rebbe is very keen here on understanding the sequence of the Maimir, the Rebbe wants to understand how. The Friedrich Rebbe arranged the Mimer and where, the, where, where which information came in at what point and what it followed and what preceded it. So the Rebbe says like this. So the this discussion that we're having about it follows you have to realize the difference between the Rebbe's Maimer and the Friedrich Rebbe. The Friedrich Rebbe's Maimer is Bekibal Ayodim. So Bekibal Ayodim, the Pirush Bekibal Ayodim, that the Friedrich Rebbe says, what is the meaning of that the Eden accepted upon themselves that which they begun? That they have, uh, they were Mekabal upon themselves something that already began by Matan Teira. Say that we're all, they, 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 that something was Hechelulases, and it seemed and it was missing the Kabbalah. So, in, in language of Chassidus, we'll say that it had the Milmaila Lamata, but it didn't have the full Milmata Lamaila. The Mimatan Torah is Ascholo Hechelulases, it be Mechashvish, and Magzidus Homo is a Kabbalah. The Kibla Yodim. That was the clarification that preceded, that started the Mimer, after which came Vaata Tetzada. Well, there, Maimon Azal al Apostle. Rebbe now adds a similar Maimir Chazal to what we said about the Kibble the, the Ayyuhudim. Maimir Chazal says, Kimu the Kibble Ayyuhudim. There's another passage that says, Kimu, they were Mekayim the Kibble Ayyuhudim. Says the Chazal, Kimu, Kib, I'm sorry, Kimu, they were Mekayim Asha Kibble Kfar. Over here, you have two different languages. It's interesting. In the first part, is how they began, something began. It's almost like the impression that something was given to them, no, my law, and then they were Mekabalit. 
in this other Maimah Chazal, they were Mechabalit, which seems more like what we, what we hear about Matatayro, right? Because he didn't say Nasa the Nishma. So there was definitely a Kabbalah to, to, uh, to what happened by Matatayro. But it's interesting to think about it because Matatayro seems to have had both components. Matatayro seems to have both components. On one hand, Matatayro was Kofalim Harkigigis. Right? Which obviously denotes the idea that the Abishter is imposing his will on the Eden. You guys! But the Shilas, when did the Abishter, when did, when did that happen? Kafalim Archegigis. Did it happen before Nasev and Nishma or after? Kafalim Archegigis, as far as you know, happened before or after Nasev and Nishma. Huh? Afterwards. So it's interesting with that the, 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 the entirety of Matatayra, it has on one hand the Kabbalah. You could say, you could definitely say that the Eden were Mechabal the Tayra. And that's also why Vishmat, by Matan Torah, every single year by Matan Torah, we don't say, we say, that should be Kabbalah Satayna B'Simcha Primus, which means that the Kabbalah is a, is a continuous process because Nesina Satayna is a continuous process, as the Rebbe points out many times, right? But Mitzat Shaini, the Pasuk of the Kibbal Ayud, so also, even though that maybe has a connotation of the fact that it was imposed upon them, but also, Heichelu, let's be honest about the word Heichelu. What is Heichelu? Milo means you're starting something. You're starting something. Something begins. It means when you're starting something, what do you say? You're far from the end. Now, in, in terms of Torah, obviously, there is no end. It's a Chava Minayam. But Heichelu Lasis means, you know, when you're doing a job, when you're doing a project, and uh, we could see this. We could see this very much within our own experiences, especially with uh, with uh, the mifts and things like that. There's things that launch, and with things that we start, you know, we're gonna do this project. We're gonna do this mifza. We're gonna do this inyan, right? And uh, so sometimes it's like it starts off nice, starts off strong, it starts off good, and things are rolling. And then you hit a bump in the road, and you hit two bumps in the road. And then you get, maybe sometimes you even get derailed. Habisal. Sheesh. So the Shaila is, so when you started it, you had all of the excitement and inspiration. You have all of the, you had the, the starry eyes, you know, this thing, how it's going to work out. How it's going to proceed. Right? In the beginning, you're fresh. You know, it's like the beginning of a season. Like in the, sport, in the sports analogy, every team comes to spring training. Every team comes to the first opening day of the season. This could be the year that we win. And then for some teams, it takes one week. <laughs> for some teams, it takes a month. For some teams, it takes a little bit longer. And then you realize, eh, this is not necessarily the year that we're going to pull it off. And the kudah is, so, to say that Echelo means that it was given Mulmaila. Okay, obviously the title was given Mulmaila. But Echelo means that they started the process. They started the project. They started to be Mekayim Torah. They started, they started the whole journey, so to speak. But you don't know that this is for real until there are the serious challenges and bumps in the road. So this is also, the, even though the Taki, the Yidin, were Mekabal and Mumata Lamailo, but in terms of sort of like we're going to see in the Maimah, like the Maimah basically is emphasizing, the Kabbalah, Kabbalah doesn't, if I want to make it clear, Kabbalah doesn't only mean that I'm taking it onto myself, that I'm, I'm accepting this to be something that I'm doing. Even in the beginning, you could have Kabbalah. So Kabbalah is not just that I'm here. I'm being Mechabal, something that you're giving me. Kabbalah means I'm making it my own. That's the difference. So there's again, the Chitzainius and the Pnimius of what we're talking about. 
There's a chitzenius in the pnimis of Kabbalah. Chitzenius of Kabbalah means before it was in your hand and now it's in my hand. Before the Torah was uh, in Shomayim, and now it's now and now it's in Oretz. Before the Torah was uh, before the before the Torah was inaccessible, now it's accessible. But that's that's a far cry from the Torah being my Torah, from me identifying with the Torah as being my representation. I like the Rebbe says that Nikras al Shmoy. Not in the negative, haughty uh, way of here comes uh, the big Rashi Siva who wrote whatever he wrote. We're talking, we're talking about the fact that the, there's an in, there's an inseparability between you and the Torah. So that's what that's what this is. So the two Lashenes, but that's are not uh, going to not contradictory one from the other. But this, hey they began. It's very be very gishmak to understand this. They, they began a process. Yeah, exciting. God, the Eved Shabbat Sinai. There's all there's 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 a whole firework episode going on. Whoa, did you see that? Yeah, Disneyland and all that. Is it? Well, yeah, there's all kinds of excitement. We hear what we're seeing. Is it like you're on some kind of trip? Some kind of uh, outer body experience going on. So you're there, but you're not there. Yeah, play stuff. And then re reality kicks in. And by the way, this is this is mostly where we fail. This is also again why Purim is so problematic. I'm telling you, I have. I didn't realize it until like the past couple of years. Like I push it, Purim just scares the hell out of me. Like it's Pasha scary. I can't, I can't do Purim. I can't do Purim. Purim is just, Purim is just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even like the kids, the kids, it's not even like an issue of kids. It's like, just the, 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 like what, like what's supposed to happen and what goes on and what doesn't go on and how to get there and how to, like Hanukkah is like, yeah. Hanukkah it's spread out eight days. You 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 you, you plop a minute on the zach and you you drive around. Aladisim, alapurkan, hanen salol, okaydeshen. Whatever you have eight days to, to kind of uh, you know to kind of uh, figure out what the heck is going on. Shtigolatkes, whatever. It's nice. It's 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 oiskispreit. It's like oh, what well, him, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's being an other. Maybe being born an other makes poor more difficult. I don't know. I don't know. And I struggle. I hear as where I struggle with poor. So it says that Abba, similar to what the Friedrich Abba says about kibul v'kibul ayu. The basis of the last is kibul v'kibul ayu. Then kibul mashe kibul kvar. The says shehik dimu nasa lenish matayro isaraka kabolo. So with regards to what. With regards to what happened by Matan Taylor, we're calling it the Kabbalah when they said Na Sevenishma. That was that you understand obviously how that's an acceptance. That's a Kabbalah. We are we are saying this. We are accepting this. We're we have come to this realization. Kabbalah has to mean that it's a, that it's on my terms in some sense. So we brought ourselves to the terms of Na Sevenishma. So the Rebbe is bringing this as a um, as a supplement to the original Maimon Chazal. So again, understand the parentheses. The parentheses is the Rebbe showing us that the Maimer Chazal, that the, that the Maimer, the Pritik Rebbe's Maimer is dealing with the Kibbal HaYehud, the Meizah Shechel um has already, is, is, has a precedent. The way the Pritik Rebbe explains the Kibbal HaShechel is, um, is rooted in the Maimer Chazal of Kimu Kibbal. Again, pointing out that 
the days of Ahash, it, it, I, I, I just to say, I want to go back inside before we. It seems to go against everything that we, that we, that we externally know about Purim. What do I mean? Besides the whole Purim being all concealed story, Esther, Haster, Haster, what's going on? So the Maisa is, when we, if, if we go through the Megillah, if we go through the Megillah and we figure out, there was a, there was a miracle that happened. There was a, there was a Venahapafu that happened. What caused it? If you are reading the Megillah and you ask, what caused the Venahapafu? What's the answer? What? No. Well, I love didn't cause the didn't cause it. Well, I love was a nice little was a nice little supplement. What? I guess with the supplement. No, even that. You know, that that doesn't seem to do it. In the simple reading of the Megillah. What happened? Esther finally got her act together. You see, Esther. In reading the Megillah, Esther finally got her act together. And the, it was not, she was not Nimrod Beis HaMelech. She says, um, if you're not going to be Matu she decides, she realized, you know, I'm in this position for a reason. The, the, the mice is very cautious. Esther realized, I got to make a move. Mordechai finally got into her ear. Mordechai finally got into her head. Enough already. You're chilling around over there. You're, 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 you're saving yourself. You're, you're exempting yourself. You're absolving yourself. You're distancing yourself. Whatever your story is, However you feel about it, you know, you're a damsel in distress, you're sad, you're happy, you don't like what happened, you do like what happened, we all don't. But one thing, one thing is partial, Esther decided that she's going to go to the king, she's going to go to the king, and she's going to start to uh, drop hints. Oh, there's whatever reason, but she's making meals, not making meals, whatever, why she, do, why she did it that way, okay, makes sense. She wanted to ease the situation, I stick on massaging, everyone likes a little massage. She wanted to, yeah, a little for bison before you start. And then she said, okay, this is the guy, let's go. He's the man. By the way, her, her. We also, another thing that we don't realize, another thing, this is not to get to the point of this, but another thing we don't realize, Holland's dead. And then the mice, but, the, but it doesn't matter. You understand, you understand the craziness? Holland's dead, he's hung. He's like, yay, Holland's dead. But it doesn't, everyone's still in danger. Everyone, the same Jews, the same, uh, the same Chatzkel and Fredel are going to be killed tomorrow. Or going to be killed at a year, in, in 11 months from now. So all of them being killed in this sin. And every, all the, all the Ivans, okay, are all sharpening their knives because they know that the next uh, Yud Gimel Adar, we're going to go, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have Alaish. There's going to be a, a big bribe. Bra, bri, brew. We're gonna have a massive. Uh, we're gonna have a charcuterie boards. I cut her. I covered all the all the bases over here. He's gonna be roasted on a spit. And I'm sure many of these. Um, I'm sure many of these uh, very sophisticated, uh, civilized uh, people in the Persian Empire uh, were not adverse to eating human meat. Who knows what would go on? How much see that? So, so as, as far as as far as the. And as far as if you're reading the actual Megillah, what's the miracle? The miracle is twofold. Number one is, as far as Haman's concerned, so Esther finally said, okay, I'm going to go do something. But the other one is, the, the, true, the true hero of Etzem is Mordechai. Not because he gathers anybody. Because Mordechai says, 
you know what? This guy Hashemesh is out of his mind. He, he he's 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 so excited about his wife, his queen, doesn't us, but he's not willing to go and uh, and put out a gzera to counter his original gzera. So, but he can't do that. He could do that. So, what we're gonna do is, since we have uh, since we have royal uh, the royal signet, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna flood, we're gonna flood the media basically. Basically, he did a media run. He did a media, a media blitz. That's what Mordechai did. He did a media blitz, and he just flooded everyone's in, inboxes with new and new news. So, like a Google search, so that when they think about Yud Gimel Adar, they're supposed to kill. It, it comes up only in page ten of the Google search. So, how many desperate Bachrim are going to page ten of the Google search? Right, right. Only desperate. What you say? Only desperate Bachrim are going to page ten of the Google search. Most people they can't get past the, the page, half of page one. So Baruch Hashem that the, uh, the, 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 the folks in the Persians, uh, in the Persian, they didn't have Google, they didn't have searches, and they didn't have dust. So when they, they, all of a sudden, they came to, they came to uh, Mikvah the next day, and the place was plastered. What was plastered? Plastered with new news. New, there's new, uh, there's new uh, developments over here. There's new decrees that are being, uh, that are being uh, presented in the name of the king. So these guys, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess we're not. I guess we have I guess uh, let's go hunting or whatever. Let's go fishing. I guess uh, let's you know we, that worked for us yesterday, and uh, that led bepastus to what happened that the Yidden were able to to preemptive. If you want to even say more bepastus, when Yud Gimel Adar came about the next day, the next year, so it could be could even be that half of the crowd forgot about what was going on, what was supposed to happen, and uh, maybe they were able to, they were, maybe were able able to have a preemptive uh, attack on these people. Their vase. Then a kudai, as I'm saying over here, when you look at the story of Purim, the last thing that you could sense about the story of Purim is, is that we have here a Martin Taylor moment. It's a Martin Taylor moment. My Kesher Martin Taylor was, was, was forced to be arrived with Martin Taylor. The last thing that comes up when you, when you read the story of Purim, the last thing that seems to be apparent is that the Yiddin are engaging in some, some kind of a spiritual connection with their father in heaven. They're, they're, and to say... Not only that, to, to say that they're affirming their commitment to Matan Teira. So it, this is so important to understand in terms of how the story of the Megillah and how the story of, the, of Purim is all about is that you have to read between the lines. The, what's tacky going on over here? That's why the famous story, that's why the famous story happened with, um, with the Mittal Rebbe. The Mittal Rebbe came to hear the Megillah and uh, after the Megillah, there was Megillah Gelp. And the Mittler Rebbe gives him, uh, I don't know, a silver coin, a golden coin, say some, some, big, some big money puts, into the, puts into, the, uh, into, the, into the plate. And the truth of the matter is, as I think says, people saw the Megillah, besides it says, but the Mittler Rebbe says that he didn't know Tzuda Samat Be'ak, or whatever, whatever, whatever exactly that means that they could be said about the Mittler Rebbe. But uh, they asked the Mittler Rebbe, I was like, what's, uh, you know, why the, why the big tip? And they have these people going around, whether they exist, whether they're true or not true, right? They want to make a big, they want to make a big stink about themselves. So they, they go with a thousand dollars into a restaurant and he gives them a, gives them a tip, uh, gives them a thousand dollar tip. Uh, why? I don't want to make somebody happy. So what? Maybe they thought the middle level wants to make the guy, the Balkaida happy. You know, sometimes Balkaidas get hassled because some people make it their mission that the Balkaida should be hassled. So the Balkaida should make sure that he knows that however 
Now, however good he thinks he knows the Megillah, however good he prepared the Megillah, he still has at least three mistakes that he, that he sucks. So, since, since, uh, since some people are lacking sports in their life, so they need to make sports in other areas. So the, for them, sports is by Kriya Satayra, or Kriya Megillah. So here it's just sports, right? So just like in sports, if people bet, if people bet on sports, people come play sports. So people come to shul, they say, ah, va, oh, um, e, ah. The guy's having all, getting a whole medical experience going on while the Megillah is being read, while the Torah is being read, right? And as far as, like, as far as embarrassing the person who's reading the Megillah, it's like, halbonas, halbonas play chaveri berabim, znat negeim. Embarrassing another Jew, which is uh, you're supposed to throw yourself into a furnace. That's not. But to make sure that the O and the A and the E and the U gets pronounced, that's that's the, the for everyone. That's the way. It is. Everyone has a pyramid of their Judaism. Akopanim, and then I heard recently from somebody. He says, he says, you know why I correct the you know why I correct the Chazin, you know why I correct the Balkaidas. This guy is one of the most special people in the world, not only in this town. And he says, you know why I correct the Chazin, you know why I correct the Balkaida? It's very simple. Because I don't want my kids to learn the wrong Nusach. So it's Mesir's Nefesh Malin. Right? Ah, his kid's not in shul. But they get something there. He doesn't want his kids to learn the wrong Nusach. But that his kids should learn that you can make enough to turn another Jew into Ashim Parach and to, 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 to dissolve his bones on the, in front of everybody. This is good. It's fine. No problem. That's our ancestors. We did that. We engaged in such things. Like Nimrod. Akhapanus in the Kudit I'm telling you is... Bottom line is, before we wrap up for here, the, the mice is like this. This whole Indian of Atat, the whole Indian of the Kibla Yehudim, Kimu Vekiblu, is something that needs to be appreciated within the context of how the story, how the Megillah is being conveyed, how it's being transmitted. The Megillah makes it, the Megillah is written in a way like uh, the Lashon that says, what's the Lashon? Kolareitsa lita yita yavavita. Kolareitsa lita is yavavita. You could read the story how you want to read it. And if you want to come to your conclusions that Adravat, the whole Indian of Teva, the whole Indian of Teva is built that way. <laughs> whole Indian of Teva. What's going on? I don't know. The sun rises in the east, sets in the west. These constellations, these things, these trees, is it? how is it? It's there. This is how it is. <laughs> or you could look deeper, or you could look beyond, or you could investigate, or you could, right? So that's what the Megillah is, and that's the whole story here. And that's why Purim is such a difficult thing. I have such a problem with it, because it's such a rrrr. Akupanim. So this is why the Maimar of the Kibla Yehudim, the Maimar of Atat Tzavah, these Maimarim, the Cloud, the Maimarim of Purim, that are taking us beyond the scenes. So on one hand, we can learn them, and we feel mamish disconnected. We feel like, oh my gosh, what did I just fall into? I have a story of Purim, I have a story about it. the King Ahasuerus made a big feast, he calls by Vasti to come, and the next thing I know, I'm going into, I'm going into stories about Goyrol, uh, and Hippilpur, and Lumailamanateva, and Homon, and what he wants. Realize, realize, the whole story, it's a matter of layers. The question is, which layer do you want to, which layer do you want to, which floor do you want to stop on? Which layer do you want to make your, your identity? That's the mindset. So in the language of Kimu Vekiblu, we're associating Purim with a Kabbalah of Matan with a, with a Kimu Bashe Kiblu Kfar. Okay, you have to realize that's Mamish, that's what was going on in the story. That's the, that's the undercurrent of everything. It's not about this person's political power and this person's good looks and this person's dust and this person's yens. 
It's about this MS that's driving the whole story. So, Chaim, Chaim, 